listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back to Nonstop Mom with Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed last week's podcast. Uh, last week's podcast was called uh, No More Dry Seasons. And it was one that I felt really strongly that everyone should be listening to. So if you haven't caught that one, make sure to go back and listen to uh, No More Dry Seasons because I really feel like we can get into a different momentum throughout the year. And that's it. Like we don't learn to get into the production of that season. We feel like if it looks different than the season before, then something's wrong. We're in a dry place. God's not speaking to me. God's not using me. Um, My family starts to, you know, lack in a certain department. If I don't feel like I'm up to speed, but it's it's completely not like that. Every season we're called to be fruitful. Every season we're called to do something and we're not going to feel like we're in a desert. We're not in a dry place. That is a lie. Uh, you don't step back when you are working for God. And I don't mean in the ministry because everyone that's a believer should be working for God as we're doing what we're called to do, whether it is being a stay at home mom, going off to work, you know, having our own business at home, whatever it is that God has called us to do that we're staying in our lane about, we are to be productive. You know, just because the season looks different than the one before, as I talked about it in my last podcast with, you know, changing up the momentum, it doesn't mean it's time to sit back and relax. It's let's find out what we're called to do in this season and receive our blessings from God. So I really um, got great feedback from it for the ones who listen. I really encourage you, if you haven't listened to that one, that you need to go back and listen to No More Dry Seasons. And um, yeah, so that's that, That's my speech for that one. Uh, but anyway, I am so glad you guys are with me again this week. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, make sure to join me on Instagram. My name is Carolyn Shuttlesworth on there or head over to Facebook. You can find me under Nonstop Mom or Carolyn Shuttlesworth as well. It all is intertwined and will lead you to one or the other. But I look forward to hearing from you. Make sure you keep writing me. Make sure you keep sending me messages. Let me know what you want to... Um, Um, discuss what you want to hear about. I've got some exciting things getting ready to come out for Nonstop Mom. Uh, Really been at home working on that. Uh, Some great things with the kids as well. So I'm really excited to release that coming up very shortly. So I want you to be a part of that. Make sure you are following me. Um, When you go to the Nonstop Mom Facebook page, I'm sorry guys for you, all of you who listen to me weekly to hear the same thing, but we have lots of new ladies that are joining daily. So if you are new to this and you want to be a part of Nonstop Mom, uh, yes, that is my title. I've got three children and it's a heart and a compassion I have for moms, but I actually, you know, do have it for all women. So if you're not a mom yet, please be a part of the group because there is so much that you can learn for when you become a mom. Or if you're not a wife yet, please become part of the group. There is so much you can learn that we talk about um, to becoming a godly wife, to becoming that wife that the Bible talks about that we should be to have a good marriage. So really, there's all women a part of the group. So make sure when you're on Facebook, you don't just like the page, but go to the top. There's a button that says join group and join the group because I do more things in the private group than I do outside of it. I'll, I'm going to start some morning teachings coming up on Facebook Live. I do giveaways on there. Sometimes I just want to bless you and I pop up a large gift card to, you know, some place to grab some coffee or treats, whether it be Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, you know, I've got going on at that time and feel like putting up there. And I want you to be a part of it. I want you to receive the blessing. I want you to receive the encouragement. So make sure you not only like the Facebook page, but join the group because 
in there, we do a whole lot more. But like I said, if you're not a mom, join it anyway. We have women that are all different ages and married, not married, not moms. We got ones believing to have kids. That is big on my heart and in my prayer life for these uh, women who want to have children because God called us to have them. He has made us to have that ability to have children. So I am standing with you. And if you are having an issue getting pregnant, please write me. I've got wonderful um, confessions, wonderful Bible verses that you can stand on, that you can post to your mirror in the morning and get up and declare the word every morning until you hold that miracle in your hand. And I have lots of women, uh, especially one that works for me, that uh, was not going to give up. She knew what she was promised and she went through several uh, deaths before she has two beautiful young girls. And that's a podcast that I have as well as a Facebook live video. So I just feel on this podcast to just reach out for her this moment and say, listen, if that's something you're believing for a child uh, to start a family and it hasn't happened yet, it will. Don't back down your faith It doesn't matter what the report of the doctor says, what they've given you. Yes, that may be a fact, but as Christians, we go by the truth and it is the truth of God's word. And so what does the Bible say about the situation is uh, what we're going to stand on and what I'm going to be standing on with you. So side note (laughs) for my introduction, but if that is you, make sure you contact a nonstop mom here and I can get with you on prayer and get with you on some scriptures. Okay, back to our current podcast that we're doing today. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Um, you know, some stuff recently, and it just really led me to feeling like I need to address this podcast with, with the ladies, with you guys. But recently, um, for any of you who don't know me, I homeschool two out of our three children. And my youngest one, who's in first grade, you know, we have a really advanced curriculum that we use. And so for my first daughter, she learns completely different. You know, everyone learns differently, whether it be hands-on or they just read something and boom, it clicks in their mind right away. You know, we all have that different way of learning. Some of us need to take notes and by writing it we can picture it better or it comes back to our memory Uh, and so my two daughters learn completely different so I think for me in homeschooling that was the most challenging thing that I had to face with them was being able to teach one one way and then going into it differently You know, so my second one learns different than my first one. And so this curriculum is a little fast for her, whereas I need to be a little bit more repetitive with Brooklyn than I do Madeline. You know, my second one is the just typical middle child, you know, just she literally I I wrote this not long ago on social media and posted a picture of her because she is the sweetest thing. And if you who know Brooklyn, she is just the biggest tender heart, sweet spirited little girl. And if she could get through school singing made up songs and giggling her whole life, she would be, you know, a genius and she could graduate school early. But since you can't graduate school with giggles and made up songs, she actually has to learn something. And so getting her to sit still and focus is harder than it is for Madeline, whereas Madeline is the firstborn. She's very um, type A personality. We're in the box. We don't go out of the box. You know, these are the lines. We don't cross them. I want to get my work done. Yes, she can wander off and not be focused, but for the most part, it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to move on. Check mark, done. We're off to the next thing so I can move on. And Brooklyn can be the one that drags it out longer. So leading you know, with all that leading up to say is I have to learn to pick and choose my battles. I'm with my children all day long. I'm a homeschool mom. So I'm the teacher. I am the chef. I am the baker. I am the 
made. I I wear many hats around the house. And so, you know, being a teacher and with them all the time, I really felt like for Brooklyn's reading, you know, she's really good at math and science and history and pretty good at spelling that comes along with the reading and the phonics, that she needed a little bit extra help once school is over with. So I didn't want to be that person. I had to step back and realize, listen, I cannot be in control of this entire thing. She needs another voice, another person that can sit with her maybe an hour a week or two hours each week, you know, at different times to show her a few different things for school. And so, you know, for some reason, when I was thought last year, I was just like, you know, she's homeschooled. Why do I need another person? But I realized, you know, people need tutors. If you're in school and you need help, you get a tutor. Brooklyn's in school. She needs a little extra care with um, her writing, like the way she's learning phonics. And so last week I decided to get a tutor. Well, you know, you have somebody who's coming in your home. You have somebody who's around your child And, you know, you want to pick the best person that's going to be around them. You know, I I don't have any other fancy way to say it. Like, who's going to be around your children, you know, matters. And so I asked my neighbor because her children are in uh, in the school system. And I thought, well, maybe she has like a online bulletin board or something that she knows so there's actually this app that anyone can get and it's called ne- the next door app and it's kind of like within your community uh it's kind of like a forum like a bulletin board people can say hey does anyone have any good pool cleaning companies has anyone ever used you know a roof company what do you suggest and local neighbors can write things so she has this app and she sent me a screenshot of a few people, oh, probably I would say like seven people on there that uh, were saying they're tutors, you know, that they had openings or whatever. So she sends this to me and I'm like, what in the world? How am I supposed to pick this? And, you know, I just sat there and I thought, Lord, I need you to lead me and guide me. Holy Spirit, tell me who I need to call. You know, and so they had um, people on there kind of write like their resume in a way, like where they graduated from, what's their experience. And there was two ladies that, um, let's like I, I saw on there that I liked their what they wrote their experiences. This one lady um, that was a little bit older, and then this young this younger girl who graduated from Emory, I believe, in Georgia. So I really was like, okay, these are the two people out of the seven that that on paper seem good. I'm going to call two of them. But before I called them, I was really drawn to this one particular lady on the paper. Really drawn. Now, I don't know any of these people at all. Never met them, never even heard their names. And I was really drawn to this lady on the paper. And so I call her and, you know, we set up a time. Great. She has an opening. She wants to meet Brooklyn. We kind of go over what she's doing, you know, make a long story short. And then so she comes to the house. Well, I I was curious about this other lady, too, that I was going to call because I was so drawn to the other one that for me, I just wanted to, it's almost like I wanted to prove the confirmation. I wanted to prove the Holy Spirit was leading me to this one particular person. And I I wanted to prove it and be like, it was so right that I was drawn to this one lady so I happened to call this other girl just to talk to her and it it was a terrible phone conversation I didn't like I didn't like the way she sounded I didn't like her approach I didn't she was not willing to like try to come help me out if the kids were um you know if Ted was traveling and I just couldn't leave like what am I gonna do 
if I am forced to go to this lady's house, like, what am I doing with the other kids? I'm not leaving my child with you for an hour in your house. You would have to be out of your mind if you thought I was going to bring my child and meet you and be like, here, take my child for an hour to do reading. I'll leave. And I don't even know who the heck you and your husband are. It's like completely insane. So it just showed me like she wasn't the right one. So this other lady that I felt in prayer when I was praying to be like, Lord, you know, who, who do I have for Brooklyn? I need somebody that's good for her personality you know, who you have specifically for this situation, for my daughter to come in our home, to sit with her. So she comes the first day and I already loved her before I called her (laughs) and she came and it was great. She was so incredibly sweet and kind, knew what she was doing, gave Brooklyn an assessment, just loved, um, I mean, Brooklyn loved her after the first hour. And then she came two days later, which was this past week. She came two days later. And um, before we started, she looked at me. This is the second time I've ever met her. And uh, it might, you know, be because I've got a few Christian posters in our, like our loft with the schoolroom and stuff. But either way, it opened the door for her to say to me, May may I pray with Brooklyn before we start our tutoring? I was like, of course. Now listen, I am also smart enough to know <laughs> that I'm sticking around when you're going to pray over my kids and with my kids because I'm going to make sure you're on point. So I said yes, but I also stood there because I'm going to listen and I have no problem saying next time if I didn't like what I heard. No, sorry, we're not going to do that again. I, you know, ladies, I just, this is kind of a side note, but you need to be bold with your family. You know, I'll get, I'll get ladies that write me and say, well, what do I, what do I do about this? And what do I say to this person? And this person's trying to take over or this. It's like, I don't care what Now, this may seem harsh, so let me soften it a little bit. I adore, I love, I respect, I honor, you know, people who speak in my life, my mom, my mother-in-law, other people. But let me tell you something. When it comes to the end all, the decision over my family, it's going to be me. It's going to be my husband. So if there's something I didn't like, especially people outside of my family, whether you like it or not, I'm the boss. I'm in charge over my family. God's given me the authority over my family and I'm not handing it over to anybody. So we got to get that boldness inside of us. So anyway, back to what I was saying was she asked to pray with Brooklyn. And I said, absolutely. I said, in fact, that's what we do every morning before we start. Every morning before I start with my children, we are in prayer. Sometimes we get a chance to read our devotional book and then pray. But sometimes we're just cramped for time, whether it's I've got stuff with Ted for the broadcast or we got to get some, you know, things done and get done early. But Regardless, if we get a chance to read a devotion story, you know, an example, we will always sit there and we will always pray. And I I pray for my children to have the mind of Christ, that they are anointed to do what God's called them to do, that they are anointed to grasp what they're being taught. Because, you know, they've got to hear these words go into their ears to build their faith, to build their encouragement. And because it's real, what we pray comes to pass. What we ask the Lord for, it says in James, ask in faith, don't waver. And so though it may seem like Brooklyn's having a hard time just because it's advanced, she's a smart little girl, but she can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. We can't say we're filled with the Holy Spirit and then turn around and say we can't do something. 
So be careful, ladies. <laughs> You're filled with the Holy Spirit. You can do anything. It's just a matter of figuring it out. So she asked to pray with my daughter. I said, sure. I stood there. The prayer was fine. It was it was great. And I loved it. And when I walked away to go downstairs to be with the other kids, it was just such confirmation for me. So happy that with the seven names listed, the seven names listed that I had to choose from to who's going to be in my home, who is going to teach my daughter besides me, who is going to be in our presence was a Christian lady. And when she went to the door, I said, you know what? I said, think, you know, I'm so happy I found you. Thank you for coming. And she turned around and said, you know what? I've been praying to the Lord to send me a few new students um, to fill in some tutoring gaps, you know, that I had, that I needed a few more, few more kids. She's like, and then you called. So confirmation. Listen, this whole podcast that I'm doing, you know, I didn't mean to tell such a long story, but it's just leading up to letting you know that he cares about every detail of your life. We don't just have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us when we're doing something big, when we're, you know, where are our children going to college? Who am I supposed to marry? You know, am I supposed to buy this house? I've had so many things happen within the last few years of leading of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I got stories for my entire life, but that have led me on this direct path that I am. And it's all because the Holy Spirit has leaded and guided me. So it is extremely important extremely important that in every affair that you have, every life choice, everything, everything. I mean, isn't it who has lost their keys? And you're like, stop and pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, show me where I put these keys. And then it just comes to you. So he wants, he wants everything in your life to be easy, especially when we're in a rush, especially when we haven't quite used wisdom, we can stop and pray and ask. It says in Romans 8, 14, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. That just goes to show you, if you are a child of God, <laughs> the Holy Spirit's waiting to lead you, waiting to lead you. I mean, you know, this is a really rough subject and it's about vaccinations and listen, Anyone who's watched one of our broadcasts not long ago, my husband has it on a podcast, you know, people asked about vaccinations. And I'll tell you one thing. There's some people that say you have to have them or they're mad. You know, my kids don't have them. My kids don't have vaccinations. And I'm going to put it out here right now. I haven't read one article. I have not looked up the reasons to have them, to not have them. Um, how my child is harmful to your child that has them. I don't even know. It's flip-flopped, whatever. Not harmful, harmful because my kid can, my kid is never going to carry a disease. My kid will never carry any major sicknesses, not even small ones. I don't even let colds stay in my kids' bodies. And they know that. And I teach them to pray. Because anything that God did, that Jesus did on that cross that we're redeemed from, I am not taking it. I'm not taking it. So a cold offends my faith just as much as if just as much as if uh, you hear about cancer. They both offend my faith equally. And when you get that revelation, you realize that in heaven, Jesus does not look at somebody's issue uh, any worse than the other. It offends him equally as well. He doesn't look at so-and-so and say, well, they've got, you know, this blood crippling disease. But over here, um, Susan is battling the flu, well, let me put all my energy and all my focus on Sally, who's got the disease versus the flu. Absolutely not. It's all equal. And that's how we have to get. We have to get bold in our faith. Why I'm leading off into this, but it's for somebody bold enough in our faith that it all uh, offends, the, offends us equally. 
Okay. So my kids aren't vaccinated and you know, people listening may agree or disagree. And like I said before, it doesn't bother me because there was a time when Brooklyn was first born that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and led me to not do it. And I, whatever reason it was, I had to sit there and make a decision. And when I made a decision led by the Holy Spirit, the one thing I was, you know, determined was I'm not going to back down because lots of times we'll make a decision in the moment, right? So you're in, you're in the anointing, you're in church or you're at home and you've been praying and you make a decision. Well, then you get around people who can talk you out of it. And all of a sudden the decision, the Holy Spirit's voice becomes quieter and quieter and quieter. And the other people's voice become louder and louder. And then you decide to change your mind. So when I made that decision with my children, I said, Lord, you've asked me to do this. You know, I don't exactly know 100% why, but you know why. And I'm going to make this decision when I make this decision that I'm not going to do it. Lord, help me against the people that are going to come at me with telling me I'm wrong, with trying to talk me into it, with telling me all these different reasons why. And so listen, if you have vaccinated your kids and that's what you decide to do, you know, people write me a lot and say, what do I do? And I'm that annoying person that says, listen, you need to go in prayer and you need to find out what the Holy Spirit has you guys making that decision to do. He told me to do this. And I and I just made a decision from there on out that I wasn't even going to search the reason why, because I didn't care. He told me not to do it. And so I, I my kids, my kids don't have the shots. Okay. It's out there. We're good. Everybody knows people ask me all the time. What do I do? Do your kids have shots? Don't do something because somebody else did it. Make sure that that is for your family. You know, people would disagree and tell me I have to have it, but you know what? I only answer to one person and I'd rather be disobedient to man and obedient to the word to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, any day of the week, any day of the week, because, because I know what the word of God says. If I'm willing and obedient, if I'm obedient, if I'm obedient, obedient, obedient to him, I'll eat the good of the land. I'll be blessed. And so since I, um, look for the Lord to bless me rather than man, then, uh, which he'll get man to bless me, but you know what I mean? That that's I have one person I care about. So we have to be led by the Holy Spirit, like Romans 8. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So we have to, you know, prayer is a connection with the one who promised this in Jeremiah. I love Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, call to me. And I will answer you and tell you great and incomprehensible things you do not know. So one major aspect of prayer is asking God what he wants us to do. Right? I mean, it's a conversation we have with him. It doesn't have to be some kind of holy talk and words said a certain way. It's a conversation with our heavenly father and then listening for his answers. I love James. James is another one I love. Over in James, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. If you feel like you're trying to make a major decision for your for your kids, for your husband, for your life, and we feel like we don't have the the knowledge of it, the wisdom on what to do, You know, walking by faith, you don't have all the puzzle pieces. You have to take that step and and take that step with faith, knowing that the Holy Spirit has guided you there. I always think of it this way. People without the Holy Spirit are like ship captains without a compass, right? What does a compass do? It tells us the direction. There's so many verses in the Bible that talk about the the path we should take, 
But nobody, you know, they take the wrong path and they blame God. They don't ask him before they get, you know, the fork in the road. Nobody asks the Lord, you know, which which way am I supposed to go? They just are, you know, they just go by, uh, you know, they're led by like their fleshly impulse rather than the Holy Spirit. So people without the Holy Spirit are like ship captains without a compass. Of course, we can, you know, make our best guess on which course we're supposed to take, but there's no assurance in that. There is assurance in being led by the Holy Spirit. I love, you know, one day I went through and I was, there's so many verses in the Bible about your path. You know, he will direct your path, light, light on the path. Um, so this morning I was just looking up a few, there's like way too many to read on the podcast, but I would, I would challenge you to do that, to go through the Bible and look up as many verses as you can on what God says about your path, because that's always what people have trouble with. Lord, what am I supposed to do? Everybody asks that. Everybody goes to somebody, goes to, you know, what am I supposed to do? And they haven't yet asked the Lord. They haven't asked the Holy Spirit. They haven't said, Holy Spirit, show me what I am supposed to do. You know, with a simple thing with that tutor, I could have been like, I don't know, who cares? Let me just start with number one. Or I could ask my neighbor again, do you know any of these names? Just tell me which one I should go with. It's like we ask the wrong people. Over in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Psalm sixteen eleven. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence and eternal pleasures at your right hand. So right there, you go down the right path, you're filled with joy because you're in his presence. You're doing what he's told you to do and eternal pleasures at my right hand. Psalm 37, 23, the Lord makes firm, firm, the steps of the one who delights in him. Delight in him, ladies. Get in his word. Get time with the Lord. Seek what he has for you to do. You, it, this is the one thing. It's like if you're someone who's just home all day with a bunch of kids, there is delight in what God has called you to do. Figure out what it is. You're not wasting your life away because you're not out of the house and you feel like you're not doing something. Let me stress this to all the moms that are listening. You are doing everything. You're doing everything. Raising those children, like the word says in Proverbs, train them up so they won't depart when they're older. Training is a process. Training is not just bringing your kids to class on Sunday, to church on Sunday. That's not training. What do trainers do? What do coaches do? They are with you. You know, these kids that are in like major sports that are trying to like be in the Olympics or get a scholarship, what are they doing? Every day, every day. When my, one of my nephews was, um, in gymnastics and, uh, I don't know. He wasn't like someone who flipped a lot, but he was a solid muscle. He did like the rings. He did that. I don't even know what that thing is that has like, it's like a bar and then you, I don't know, sweep your legs around. I can't even think of the name of it, but he was like a solid muscle, but he had gym class after school every day for four to five hours a day. Okay. So he had a trainer that was with him every day training him to win gold medals, which he has like 50 medals from from winning all the time because he had a trainer. So we have to make sure that you don't dumb down what you're doing. You are the trainer. They are going to stay on the path, like I'm talking about, teach them to hear God's voice at a young age 
Keep them on that path and train them every day. Your job is not minuscule. Your job is major. So don't look around at yourself and be like, I don't ever get to leave the house. I'm raising four or five kids, whatever how many kids you're home with, two, one, whatever, three. You're, you're, I'm home with kids. I never, you know, get to go out this and that and have like a poopy party. Go ahead, get it over with, have five minutes in your pillow and then wake up and realize you have the most important, incredible job ever training these kids so it won't depart from them. And, you know, it's a blessing to your kids. You teach them the way the word of God, they're going to be forever blessed and you'll be forever honored by them. It's, It's a wonderful, like, picture it like a circle, a bunch of arrows going around. You teach them the right thing. They live a holy and righteous life. They learn to honor you. You're blessed. They're blessed. And it leads to a wonderful family life. Let me get back. Psalms 119.105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Your word. Your word. You know, when I was reading that verse, when I wrote that down, because that's one that, you know, you kind of know since you were a kid, I started thinking, your word, your word, what, what does the word say about our armor, right? I started thinking about the armor of God and what the word is. Ephesians six seventeen, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit which is what? What? It's the word of God. Ephesians 6, 17, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. (laughs) Right there, it tells you, get into the word of God. Find out what is the path. What did the direction? What's the leading of the Holy Spirit? Everything we do, you know, we moved down to Florida two years ago. We left our ministry office and employees up in Virginia Beach, but our personal residence is now down in Florida. Why? Because the Lord led us to go to to this specific church we're at. People are blown away. Everyone moves for everything else, a better job, a family, you know, this and that. But very rarely do you find that somebody's moved for a church and then everything else will fall into line. But that's the exact point. We were led. We took a step of faith to sit under this man and woman of God that we sit under. And we were led by the Holy Spirit. And there was no reason to come down except for that leading. Okay? Get it. Listen, because not everything you're going to do is going to make sense because what you're in could be wonderful. There's nothing there was nothing wrong. We had a wonderful house in Virginia Beach. It's not like we ran out of space, we needed more room. Our first home was uh big enough to start a family in and be fine in. Um my family, my mom and dad, my my sister, her husband and her four boys lived 10 minutes from us. The church we we loved, we were going to was five minutes from my house, less than five minutes. It was like outside of our neighborhood. Virginia Beach is beautiful. I grew to love all the seasons. You know, we would drive a lot for our meetings. It was kind of like in the midpoint because we would go all the way up to Maine sometimes, you know, up through New England and stuff. And, you know, Virginia Beach is like halfway between going down to Florida when we had to preach south and and going up. But the Lord knew that we needed to step out and do this. And man, in the last two years, the rewards for our faithfulness have been so, (laughs) you know, our word of from the Lord for this year for our church was beyond, going beyond anything we could think or imagine. And truly, truly 2019 we have gone beyond where we're where we're living right now where we're placed where we're going where doors have opened this year wasn't even on our wasn't even 
on our radar in 2018. It's stuff that we have been praying for, but it wasn't like, you know, we didn't say, oh, well, in 2019, this was, you know, we see ourselves there at that time. Yeah, we see ourselves there as we're praying, but man, it changed our prayer life too. I mean, every year we should constantly be moving levels in everything, our faith, our prayer life, our our life in general, everything we're doing needs to be moving forward. And it truly has. But that was a leading that Ted had driving to a meeting and called me. And listen, I said I would never come back to Florida. I'm from here. You know, so when he called and, and said, you know, this is what I feel the Lord leading me to do, I could have had an an immediate flesh impulse and was like, nope, nope. I don't even know why. You don't even care for Florida. I said I would never move back. I don't want to raise my family down there. My family's here, my friends. We've been living in Virginia Beach for 14 years. I love it. There's no reason. I mean, that's a lot of work. Pack up and leave. And, you know, we own a house in Virginia Beach. Now we're going to go rent one in Florida until we like figure out, you know, what area we want to live in. So now we got to move again. Like this is just a lot of work, Ted. I don't want to do that. It just doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem like, you know, the right, like that's ridiculous. He has a direct plan for our life. God's will, his word of God has a direct plan for each person's life. We need to be the mature Christians and ask, ask. None of us ask. People are always so confused about what they're supposed to do in life, what job they're doing, you know, where they're supposed to live, confused about what their kids are supposed to do. We're not supposed to live in a state of confusion. That's the opposite of having the Holy Spirit. Having the Holy Spirit is our guide, like I said, like a compass to a ship captain. We know exactly our path if we just ask and have the Holy Spirit tell us. So whatever you're facing today, whatever you feel like you're having a question about, whether it be a decision with your kids, with your husband, where you're supposed to move, what job you're supposed to take or not take, you know, Ask the Holy Spirit. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in that leading. Spend time with the one who's going to tell you, (laughs) who's going to tell you what to do. That's, you know, we have to, I had something here that I wrote down about prayer and fasting because That is such an important part of a Christian's life is prayer and fasting. To me, it's really significant. You know, when you're making, there's some decisions, you know, I don't have to pray and fast when I lose my keys, but there are some major decisions, you know, that it's like, Lord, I'm going to pray and I'm not going to eat. And when I say fast, ladies, I mean not television and not social media. I mean, you need to fast. And yes, if you're pregnant, I get this question a lot too. If you're pregnant, listen, fast when you're not pregnant. It's okay. You're not going to be left out. You can still hear from the Lord. Make that baby a priority. Make your body a priority. Make sure you're getting enough, enough nutrients. I always tell ladies, if you want to do something, give up something that you're craving while you're pregnant. Give up something that means a lot to you while you're pregnant. But still eat. Still eat and give the baby nutrients. Even when you're done having the baby, if you're nursing, don't try to go into a full fast while you're trying to nurse. It will mess up your milk. You need to give proper nutrients to your body to produce what God's called you to produce for your baby. So listen, there is a season for it and there is a time. There's times when I was pregnant and nursing that Ted was on the fast by himself and then I promised the Lord, listen, Lord, when I am off of nursing and I can do it and then I would jump on and do my own. So don't feel like you're left out, but... I feel like the Holy Spirit definitely leads us in our decision-making through prayer and fasting. And so 
it's a way of hearing God's voice more clearly. So if you're really trying to make a big decision here, I encourage you to not only pray, but couple it with fasting. Because when our flesh is is more weak, our spirit can be more sensitive to God, more sensitive to hearing that voice. Of course we can hear it when we're still eating. Like I said, you don't have to fast over every little thing. But you know, when we're facing some major decisions in life, it is important. Weaken that flesh and increase the voice of the spirit. So understanding that the word of God is the sword of the spirit, we've got to get into the word, find out what the verses he has for your life and take them as a promise and let them lead you to the next to the next step that God has for you. And I'm going to finish with this verse. I know I've given a lot today, but you know, we don't have to like I said live in a state of confusion on what we have to do. Decisions we have to make for our kids. We don't have to feel like we're going to mess them up was because we're not. Just be led by the Holy Spirit. It's really not hard. It's really not hard. People get so worked up with the decision making that they're not living in peace about what they're asking God for. It's like they're riding the fence when they're asking God, just like many times people do with healing. It's like they say they have faith or they say, but their heart, their mind, what they're saying, it's like it's not all there's there's not it's not all matching up. So their heart, their mouth, their mind, it everyone's off. You know what I'm saying? So stand in faith and agreement that the Holy Spirit with what he's saying and step out in it. Just step out. Just step out. Step out. Be like Peter. He just stepped out on the water. Ask the Holy Spirit. Get an answer and go. Don't sit around and question it. Don't, definitely don't sit around and ask people's opinion on it. Ladies, when you get a decision, a leading from the Holy Spirit, go, just go. Obviously, you know, you're married. You get a confirmation with your husband, ask him to pray, but you don't go outside of it and get with your girlfriends over coffee and be like, well, the Holy Spirit has me doing this. What do you think? You're just ruined it right there. You're going to go home. You're going to change your mind and then you're going in a a different path. But I'm going to end this with Isaiah 55, 12. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, okay? You're going to be, joy is gonna be pushing you forward with this decision. And peace is leading you. It's in front of you. It's like, think of it has like a string attached to your (laughs) waist. It's pulling you, it's leading you to where you need to go. That Holy Spirit is peace. He's guiding you. He's not guiding you through torment. He's not guiding you through rocky waves. He's not gu- he's guiding you through peace. So when you make a decision based on the Holy Spirit, when I made that decision based on a simple thing like Brooklyn's tutor to a major decision of not not vaccinating my kids, I was happy with my decision that joy was behind me and peace was leading me I knew it was okay I didn't have all the answers as to why but I knew so when people ask me for decisions I'm like that's why I major thing I say do you have peace about it is peace leading you or do you feel like this check in your spirit like an uneasy like still an unsure because when you have peace leading you and joy pushing you you don't have you know confusion there's no confusion there so ladies I hope this really helped with um, I know I went over a lot of verses but I mean there's even more like I said homework assignment go search 
the word of God for different verses that talk about your path and what what it pertains you know to what you're doing in life to your decision making because the bible's full of what god's will is for you we can know what god's will is for you we don't have to wonder what he has for us we don't have to be confused he's given us wisdom he's given us a leading from the Holy Spirit, like I read at the beginning, as a son of God. You are a daughter of the Most High God. He's not whole. It's so silly to think He's holding back what He has for you. It's so silly to think we can't know. He only wants good things for us. He directed a path that we are supposed to take. Now, it's our choice on how we handle things where we go, but there is a path, there is a direction for our family, for our children, for ourselves, and we're got to get on it. We got to get on it. We can't be playing games anymore. We can't be flopping around. We can't be doing any of that. We've got to get on the path and stay in the lane that God's called us to do and go with it. Full steam ahead, walking by faith, not by sight. Love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with me. Um, Make sure to, uh, if you listen to this podcast, that you post it up on social media so I can share it. It encourages other women. I've got people that like my Instagram and my Facebook daily. So I love for them to see other women who are um, being active in the group, who's posting about it. So make sure you post it so I can share it. Also, if you have any feedback, if you have any questions on anything that you listen to, make sure you let me know. I love to hear from you and I really try to write everybody back. Sometimes it might not be immediately, but I will get back with you. I do make sure I take the time to write every single person back that writes me. Um, Like I said, whether it be right away or a few days later, but I love hearing from you. Be encouraged and have a wonderful week. Talk to you next time. Bye.